Welcome to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. I'm your host, Selena Borns, founder of the Ladies Circle of Success. Each week, we provide you with strategies, tips, and encouragement about pursuing your life's passions, embodying the confident version of yourself, and overcoming obstacles to living authentically so that you can attract success and be the boss in all areas of your life. I am your host, Selena Borns, your mindset strategist and the founder of the Lady Circle of Success. Now, today I am welcoming Linda Patton. Now, Linda is an author, entrepreneur, mentor, motivational speaker, poet, and the CEO of the Queendom Journey. She's got, she wears a lot of hats. <laughs> so she believes that a woman should not be defined by their past, but empowered by the possibilities of their future. Linda empowers women to reclaim their power after suffering traumatic experiences that leaves a void in their lives. She shares her journey of overcoming her life's traumas to become a seasoned woman of purpose. Linda takes women on the queendom journey to step into their greatness and achieve economic success. Hello, Linda. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Now, first things first, I would like to start by asking you to please tell us about the queendom journey. The queendom journey is... is, is really interesting how it came about. The Queendom journey, as I say, is a community built for the empowerment of women. I have thought about, had thought about starting a business for years and I was going to call it Seasoned Woman of Purpose. Okay. But I wrote a poem and I don't even remember how the poem came about, but I wrote, wrote a poem called Queendom. And after I wrote that poem, some things happened in my life. I, my, my father passed and one morning at 3 a.m., my vision board fell off of the wall and woke me up. And on that vision board, it said, it's been 10 years and 100 women making a beautiful difference in thousands of lives. Wow. And I was like, I don't even remember putting that on my vision board. I've led small groups of women, but I've never thought about large groups of women. So I said, I knew that had to be God speaking to me, telling me this is what you're supposed to do. Waking me up at three o'clock in the morning and, and literally, you know, hit me over the head with it. Right. So, and here's the, the thing about that. My husband had died 10 years prior to that happening. Oh my goodness. So I was like, okay. I'm listening, Lord. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. So after I wrote the poem, Queendom, Queendom Journey was an automatic. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had suffered traumas as a young girl and had, my husband was sick for seven years and then he passed. And so it was like I had been through all these life altering experiences mm -hmm. and what happened was I, I um, put something on Facebook I posted a saying that says are you do you have a PMA or an NMA positive mental attitude or negative mental attitude the results you get depends on which one you have mm -hmm. 
Mm. And a guy named Tom Tutal Cunningham reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to co-author a book with him. Wow. Now, I didn't know him. Okay. We were just friends on Facebook. And I was like, I don't know him. He, he just sent me a message. And so I prayed about it. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing. In the middle of that same vision board was the words best-selling author. Wow. And I heard a voice just as clear say, you've wanted to write a book and become an author. This is your chance. Don't miss that opportunity. So I called him back. I became an author. The other thing on that vision board is travel. Mm -hmm. And that's something I do all the time. And so I knew when that, when I saw that saying on there, that meant it was time for me to do something. And that's how the Queendom journey became. It's based on an academy basis where Mm -hmm. women first come into the Queendom journey and get to really know who they are. Mm -hmm. We do an assessment. Okay. Okay. I've done a collaboration with someone and we do an assessment. An assessment for them to figure out who they are, acknowledge it, and then go about reconditioning it based on the things that have happened to them that have held them back, be, be, uh, held them back from becoming their authentic selves. Oh wow, that's amazing! Now, now I met you through Les Brown's Power Voice. Yes, right? ma'am. And yes. you were a featured speaker in his summit earlier this year. And you have a powerful story and testimony. And you've even, you know, you've co-authored some books. You even co-authored a book with Mr. Brown, right? Called yes. The Power of Mental Wealth. Yes. So what I'm seeing now is uh, a very confident woman. But I want you to tell me, how did you learn to become this confident version of yourself? Well, to be honest, let me tell you, it started out as arrogance. Oh, wow. Really? And I heard someone the other day say, there's a difference between arrogance and confidence. Arrogance is when you think you're better than everyone else. Right. Confidence is knowing that no one is better than you. Ah, okay. I like that. Like, okay. And arrogance happens when you see somebody doing something and you think, oh, I could do that better. Mm -hmm. Or it's just, I could do that just as good, if not better. And we don't realize sometimes when we're being arrogant. Right. Until we have to step into ourselves. And when we actually assess who we are, then we can go about making some changes, assess it and acknowledge it. Because I said before I could assess anybody else, I had to assess myself. And I took an assessment test Mm -hmm. and it didn't come out the way exactly the way I wanted it to come out. Some <laughs> things was on point, but something surprised me. Mm-hmm. But I acknowledged it, and then I began to recondition it. And I became confident mm-hmm. when I realized who I was and, and who so I wanted that, to become. Yeah, and that's very powerful. It's very powerful that you were able to take that assessment 
and have have it point out some things about you that you right. were like, uh, I don't know about that. But you took it as sort of what we call constructive criticism. Right. And and decided to work on that part of you. That's very powerful. I mean, well, you know, here's what I found out. I've been an encourager and a nurturer all my life, mm-hmm. but I've not allowed many people to encourage me. Right. That's arrogance. Right. Because, and I didn't even realize it was arrogance because I felt like I had something to offer. Mm-hmm. But not allowing somebody to encourage me was saying they didn't have anything to offer me. Mm. And when I took that assessment and that hit me like a ton of bricks, I was like, okay. But here's the other thing. Before you get to second base, you have to pass first base. Right. Most of us are arrogant before we become confident. Exactly. Exactly. We don't do that self-assessment. It's amazing. Now, tell us about the book that I just mentioned that you co-authored with Les Brown, The Power of Mental Wealth. What is that all about? It's amazing. My father died in 2020. Okay. Um, he died of prostate cancer. Okay. Now, in 2020, I lost 10 people. Wow. No, it, it was between 10 and 12. As, as, let me just tell you, I've lost 20 people between the beginning of 2020 and today. Wow. And so they all start blurring together, but I was in a state of depression like most people mm-hmm. during COVID and I lived by myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to how to encourage me too. And um, I just heard, one day I heard Les Brown say, you have something special. Yeah. You have greatness in you. Yeah. And I knew he was talking to me. That was my call to action. Mm-hmm. because I had told my father he wanted to write a book, but he never got a chance to. So I told him I was going to write another book and I would dedicate it to him. Okay. So Johnny Wimbry, who is also a co-author, Johnny Wimbry was mentored by Les Brown. And now he's a philanthropist and a, a best-selling author and, 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 and a public speaker. It was him, Heather Moneyham, and Les Brown. So Johnny Wimbry was looking for people to co-author. And I got in contact with them, and they did some interviews, and they said, we want your story. Wow. And Les Brown was one of the co-authors. And then Mm -hmm. I heard Les Brown reach out to people for Power Voice. And when when I heard him say those words, I knew it was Mm -hmm. my call to action. So I answered that call and became a part of his Power Voice. In the yeah, meantime, yeah. I had written the book, Power of Mental Wealth. And what I pulled on to write my chapter in the book was all those things that I had overcome, mm-hmm. starting as a young child in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I've had several near-death experiences, and I realized there was a higher power letting me know your pain is leading to your purpose. Wow. And right now, what mental wealth was all about. 
That's amazing because right now, I mean, it seems as though you are moving full steam ahead in pursuing your purpose. And you kind of touched on it, but I want you to tell us a little bit more about what obstacles have you had to overcome on this journey? Because I know that, you know, it could help somebody else. As a little girl in elementary school, and let me just set the time period because it makes a difference. Okay. I just had my 67th birthday yesterday. Wow, Wow, you look amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But I I was entering elementary school right after integration had started. Mm -hmm. But everybody's mind wasn't there. Right. And so most of the teachers didn't look like us. Right. There was very few of us in those classrooms. And most of my teachers were white males. Oh. And I had a, a white male teacher that molested me. Oh. My and goodness. told me if I said anything to anyone, he would deny touching a little nigger girl. Oh, my goodness. And excuse me for being raw. No, that's fine. But I, ha- I, th- I believe there's people that experiences, have experienced things and they have them embedded, embedded so deep inside of them that they can't let them go. I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. After that, I lost my voice and I lost my voice for a long time. I was abused, raped. I was pregnant Mm -hmm. and choked within an inch to my life. And Mm -hmm. I even attempted suicide. Mm. But God had me all the way. He had other plans. And I just, I still didn't understand when all this happened. In 1987, my five-year-old son and I were instructed to get off one airplane from one airline. Mm-hmm. to get on another airline's plane. I'm going to tell you, it okay. was Northwest 255. Okay. Going from Detroit to Houston. Okay. I had been in that airport and on and off of that plane that I was on for 12 and a half hours. Wow. Because it was snowing and everything. And I refused to get on that Northwest plane. Mm-hmm. That plane took off and ran into a freeway overpass and disintegrated and killed everyone aboard except for a four-year-old girl. Oh my goodness. I immediately became traumatized mm-hmm. because of what happened. Right. But I didn't know that God had me. Right. And several other things happened over the years. And one of the biggest things that happened is in 2010, I lost my best friend, mm-hmm. my husband, yeah, my friend of 35 years. And he was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer called multiple myeloma cancer mm-hmm. and given 11 months to live. Oh, well, wow. he lived for seven years. Oh, wow. He lived for seven years because we became students of his disease. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we were telling doctors what to do because it's a rare form. And they didn't even understand what to do because it rarely 
hits people except for African-American males in their latter years, like in their 60s or 70s. My -hmm. husband was in his 50s when it hit. So we studied his disease and he did tai chi and and martial arts and we changed our diet and Mm -hmm. our entire environment and it gave him a life of six additional years wow he died november 14th 2010 which is the day before my birthday right and one of the biggest obstacles I've had to overcome was that I lost my best friend the day before I celebrate my birthday. Mm. This past week, Monday and Tuesday, I laid on my couch in depression mm. for two whole days. I rarely watched the TV. I turned my TV on and it watched me for two whole days. Wow. I didn't know what hit me, but I had just gotten back from Atlanta and on my way, I got a message from my sister that my only living uncle had died. Mm -hmm. There was four people that I had gotten message from within a week. And that was the 20th person and I couldn't take it anymore. Right. I was like, you know what, when you around nothing but death and you hear nothing but death and you think about the bad things that happened to you, you begin to live in that manner. And so that's where that depression came from. And I had not even realized that my husband's death was, you know, in a few days. So Monday and Tuesday, I was down. Mm -hmm. And Wednesday, I heard a voice that says, get up off of that couch. Mm-hmm. and start moving. Mm-hmm. I got up, I got cleaned up, and I started walking. And I've been walking again every day since then. Okay. Someone invited me to go to, a friend of mine invited me to go to see Sister Act. And it wasn't until I heard the DJ saying, today is November 14th, that I realized mm-hmm. it was the anniversary of my husband's death. that may have also triggered my depression. And I refused to allow it to keep me down. Wow. It's something we have to continually fight against. And I know if I've gone through this and been able to get up and get dressed and move around and put the mask on as if everything's okay, there's other women out there that's going through the same thing. And that mm-hmm. was the reason the Queendom journey that's became amazing. a business. It's such a powerful testimony. And I mean, I just, just love how you have overcome and then you are continuing to overcome. And a, just to watch you is just amazing. And then, you know, to say how old you are right now, I'm like, oh, she's still going. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, it's an inspiration because... For me, you know, like 
I'm 53, right? Okay. And, and starting this journey of, of coaching and all that, I, I had this, this, what we call a paradigm, you know, this right. limiting belief that I was too old to start this journey. I was too old. You know, I feel like I've, I've sort of, I'm like, I'm not in my prime, but you definitely have been an inspiration to me because Thank you. I mean, it's just an example that, you know, we can do anything. We can do anything we set our minds to, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. Well, at 50, I was going to go to school to become an inter interior designer. Wow. But I said, no, by the time I come out of five years and, and the $67,000 they wanted me to send, spend, <laughs> I'm not going to want to pick up a hammer or write a chart or nothing. I said, no, I'm not going to spend all that money and all that time. But when I heard Les Brown, I thought, you, 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 you 65 years old, you know. You you sixty five going on sixty six right? You taking on a new thing, mm -hmm. and I heard God is clear as day. This ain't about you, right? I brought this to you, and I'll see you through it. Exactly, exactly. Now, what tips can you share to help other women to like step out of their comfort zones and embrace their power and just just be the the badasses that they are? <laughs> Well, first, you might have to be arrogant, but no, <laughs> uh, what, what, I, what I'll say is first, you got to be tired of what you're going through. Right. You, you, you got to make a decision. You got to get mad. M-A-D. You got to get mad mm -hmm. and make a decision that this is not what I want. Right. And no matter what I've gone through, I still can have the desires of my heart. Yes. <laughs> and there's other women that can benefit from my story. A lot of times people don't want to tell their story because they're ashamed. Right. Exactly. Oh, how would uh, how would people feel if they knew I was raped? Yeah. How would people feel if they knew I almost committed suicide? And that's what held me back for so long. As a matter of fact, I had suppressed all that because when I told my husband about it, he was okay with it. I didn't need it anymore. I was married. He yeah. loved me for me. So I, I threw it out and it only came back to light when he died. And I had to go through all that and find out who I was before I met him, right. who I was when we were together and who I was to become. Mm -hmm. We all have a story. Yes. We all have a voice. And I just want to tell people, vulnerability and transparency can help be, help you become that bad ass that you want to be. Because yeah. when you shrivel up and say, I'm shame, I feel guilty, mm -hmm. you don't want to sell anybody. But when you say, look, I'm, I'm over people. Right. Because right. ain't nothing. When you tell your own story. Yes. Nobody can tell you. Nobody else can tell. You. Eminem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eminem does that song mm -hmm. uh, on the eight mile track. He said. You better lose yourself in the music in the moment. You better never let it go. Mm -hmm. You only got one chance. Do not miss your opportunity. Mm -hmm. Tell your story first. Yes. I, this is this is one of my sayings. 
Live your best life. Live your life to the fullest, to the fullest. And when your story is written, make sure you hold an opinion. Right. <laughs> because when you tell your story, the good, the bad, and the ugly, excuse my French, ain't a damn thing nobody else can say or do. Exactly. Exactly. What they gonna do? They can't shame you no more because you already told it. Right. And it is so empowering to release that. It is. It is so it, it lifts a heavy weight because that's what happened, you know, with me when I when I wrote my first book. And I was so afraid to even release it because I was like, I put so many private things in the book that I was holding on and felt so ashamed of and that I kept from my family. Right. And, um, you know, once I released the book, I mean, I, I didn't even have let my children read it until after it was all done. And I gave mm -hmm. them the copy and I'll never forget. My oldest daughter told me, she said, mom, there is nothing for you to be ashamed of. There is nothing that would in this book that would make us love you any less. It just gives us a better idea and a better understanding of why you made some of the, the decisions that you did. And that was freeing, you know, because I felt, you know, you know how as a parent, you, you sort of have this perfect persona that you want to keep in front of your kids. Like, oh, my God, what would they think if they knew that I did this in my past? But it was so freeing for her to say that. And, and like you said, once you tell your story, that's it. Yeah. And then we, like you said, it's surprising. But your children say, oh, that explains why she do that. I understand. Your children embrace yes. who you are when they found out. The next thing I tell people is love yourself. Right. Hug yourself from time to time. Tell mm -hmm. yourself I love you. And yeah. see, that's even more for me because I live by myself. I live through the pandemic by myself and I would call people just to see how they were doing. Some people that I knew and then I used to do vendor events and I had sheets with people and mm -hmm. I would call people that I had talked to mm -hmm. that didn't remember me. And some of them was like, oh my God, I can't believe you called me. It made all the difference in the world. When you take your eyes off of yourself, but love yourself through it. Right. Then you can also, your superpowers come into force. And the last thing I will say is give from your overflow. Iyanla Van Zandt says, fill your cup up first. Mm. Then give from your overflow. Yes, yes. Powerful, powerful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, um, for all of that. And I'm just so glad that we had an opportunity to have this conversation. Yes, ma'am. I, I want you to now just tell us how we can get in touch with you. I mean, if you have any, any, anything going on right now that we need to be aware of, you know, give us your, your all your social media handles, you know, all that stuff. Okay. I'm going to give you my business and my personal. Now, okay. All my business social media is under the Queendom Journey, except Twitter is Queendom Journey. And, and, and to be honest, I really, I don't even really know how to use Twitter yet. So <laughs> I'm on Facebook and Instagram at the Queendom Journey. Okay. And my personal Facebook is Linda Nefertiti Patton. I really go by as an author and um, with the Queendom journey, I go by Linda Nefertiti. Okay. And I go by Nefertiti because it's such a powerful name. Nefertiti. And someone gave me that name in an African naming ceremony. They came from Africa. Oh, okay. I never saw that person after that, but they gave me that name Nefertiti and it has stuck. Wow. 
Oh, wow. And then when I found out Nefertiti and Linda basically means the same thing, that's what why I came up with that name. Okay. All right. So on Facebook, I'm Linda Nefertiti Patton, and on Instagram, I'm L Nef Patton. Okay. And I'll definitely have all of that in the comments, you know, in the description when we when we air this podcast. But let and me ask you this. One thing you did mention though that you're on, what about TikTok? <laughs> Okay, I was going to say, I'm on TikTok, but I don't do anything on it yet. I don't know how to do it. I'm watching and learning, mm -hmm. but I didn't give them my um, website. It's mm -hmm. thequeendomjourney.com. Okay. And what I do is a free 30-minute discovery call. Okay. And in that discovery call, I want to discover who you are mm -hmm. and how I can be of service. And to let you know who I am as well. You hear me talk about the things I've gone through, but that's a, a, a personal time for us to wow. get to know one another and to let you know how I can be of service to you. The Queendom Journey, as I said, is, is, is an academy. Okay. And it's built on collaborations with women from all different industries and walks of life that will teach others. I'm not the only one. Oh, I have expertise in some areas and I will do that, but it's a collaboration of women from lots of different industries. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. All right. Well, there you have it. I want to thank you again so much for joining me for the Polish and Mirror podcast. Thank you and for having me. I like to thank everyone for listening or watching or doing both. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. Please subscribe and share. You can join our community by visiting Ladies Circle of Success on Facebook. I'm your host, Selena Borns. And as always, remember to keep your mirror polished because no one can do it better than you.